Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am Marcus De Silva. This is episode two of the training series titled Let the Wind Blow Through You. That title is taken from an introduction to a book that I'm going to read in just a moment, or at least read a passage from it, uh, called The Lakota Way, written by Joseph M. Marshall III. Another resource that I'm going to briefly take a passage from is called The Sacred Tree by Phil Lane Jr. And the third book that I don't actually think I'm going to read anything from today, but will be the focus on the next training episode. And, and this episode and the next episode are linked as far as the subject matter. Uh, that book being Relentless by Tim Grover and an honorable mention to a book called Breathe by Hickson Gracie. Hickson is spelled R-I-C-K-S-O-N. He's a Brazilian guy, so the uh, R's turn into H's for that. So the, the focus for today, I think the overarching theme is emotional discipline. That's the at the, the tip of the spear. Underneath that, talking about adaptability, situational awareness, staying calm under stressful situations. Uh, all of that feeds into this idea that being emotionally disciplined is going to be a huge separator between you and your competition. The ability to remain still, that's kind of how I like to look at emotional discipline. It's not a, it's not to experience less emotion. It's not hiding or repressing or displacing emotion. It's about being completely honest and having complete situational awareness of the predicament that you are in, but making a conscious effort to decide how to act. Uh, next episode is, is called Convert Emotion into Energy. So keep that in mind, um, just in the background for this episode as well, because that's, that's where we're going with this. The experience that I've had in particular with all four of the resources that I've mentioned uh, had to do with either the training for my record and actually having some uh, pieces recorded and I actually listened to them during the record. And what I was listening to was a clip uh, of Hicks and Gracie and Jocko Willink uh, from their from Jocko's podcast. And it's this clip kind of near the beginning of that podcast where they're discussing the, the quote that staying calm in an uncomfortable situation is very important. Obviously in fighting, that's going to be the difference on whether you, I mean, that, that, uh, that one detail is going to unravel you or make you a champion very quickly. Uh, that, that's the separator. If you start panicking, that's it. You're, you can wrap things up pretty quickly. It's over for you. Uh, and in life as well. Uh, I know I've also experienced this uh, back in my early days at university when I would get really, uh, I would lose my composure in an exam and would end up 
I mean, my performance would suffer greatly uh, because of that. And actually, one of the great, one of the greatest and unfortunate lessons that I learned was in the uh, form of a tax law exam that I took. And I knew the content really well, uh, very confident in the material. I had planned to do an essay question and a problem question. And then when it came up on the exam, uh, my essay was nowhere to be found. My, my essay question wasn't, wasn't there. Now, obviously, you don't know ahead of time. You're just taking an educated guess. But what was so ridiculous about it was that I could have just done two problem questions. You weren't limited to one and one. And rather than just going like, okay, well, I really would have liked to have that essay question because I got a great essay, but all right, we'll just move aside and I know these problems, no problem. <laughs> so let's just do two of those. All good. Crack on. And I completely fell apart and I just unraveled quite dramatically, actually, um, at least internally. And I got a really terrible mark considering that I actually knew the material quite well. It was a very frustrating thing, but it was a very valuable lesson learned. And the first record attempt that I went through, uh, same deal. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to break it on the first attempt anyway, but I could have gone further than I did. And what happened was at the 15 hour mark, I very simply just lost emotional discipline. I was panicking. I was uh, not focusing on the moment and I very quickly unraveled and packed it up and went home and that was it. So I, I've learned this lesson very early on, um, and suffered consequences because of that. Um, you know, it's, it feels shitty to lose like that. Um, and I think we all have these experiences of, you know, man, like I was, I was doing okay. And then I lost my composure and things went downhill from there, uh, whether that be in your personal life or, or your professional life. We we've all experienced that on multiple occasions. And this idea of letting the wind blow through you is a concept about choosing how to act because the situation is the situation, right? That what, what is presented to you, that's what you have to contend with where you have all the control because in, in a situation that's external, you don't really have much of a say, you know, it's just, it's going to happen and you have to then decide how to cope with it. And even, you, you can take that and, and apply it as well to your internal dialogue. Because I think a lot of the self-talk that we do, a lot of it, depending on how long the particular conversation has been occurring, uh, it, it tends to occur kind of automatically. Uh, and if you're not careful, it will continue automatically. So you have to make the conscious effort to be aware of what is being said internally what is happening to you in in the world around you and then from there you get to decide on how you move forward so let me just quickly read this passage from the lakota way and it'll shed some light on what it is that we're talking about this is from the introduction a playground dispute in the fourth grade concluded with a barrage of epithets hurled at me each one more stinging than the one before I was called every derogatory name for Indians that two white fourth grade classmates could remember. 
Stunned, I could think of nothing equally hurtful to throw back. That evening, still hurting from the insults, I told my grandfather about the incident. Words can hurt, he said, but only if you let them. They called you bad names, but were you changed into the things they called you? No, I replied. You cannot forget what they said any more than you cannot feel the wind when it blows. But if you learn to let the wind blow through you, you will take away its power to blow you down. If you let the words pass through you without letting them catch on your anger or pride, you will not feel them. And then the introduction continues for a little bit. Uh, but that's the, that's the gist of the story. The first time that I read this several years ago, I mistakenly interpreted this to mean that this is a lesson in pacificity. This is a lesson in you just let things go and sticks and stones, right? You know, like that thing that we're all taught when we're young, you know, which is just, you know, don't let it bother you. Don't let it bother me. Like, what kind of crap advice is that? It is bothering me right now. Like, that's the problem that I'm facing is it is bothering me. I need to know how to deal with this. Saying, you know, just calm down. Don't be <laughs> freaked out by it. It's like, well, don't tell me to calm down. You know, it just <laughs> it spirals really quick, right? So... That, that idea of, oh, this is, a, this is a, a pacifist attitude towards confrontation is incorrect. That's not what this is. It's quite the opposite. This is actually a sign to let the wind blow through you is a demonstration of incredible strength, stillness, emotional discipline, all wrapped up and many other things put together. I also like the fact that the grandfather in this, in this story makes a point to say, don't forget what they said. Don't forget it. And first of all, you can't forget it. If someone says something hurtful to you, that is, that is going to sink in. But you do get to decide what you do with that situation. You get to choose how you act. That always remains with you. It is always there. No matter what, you always have the freedom to choose. And that's a very important lesson that I think when we're under stressful situations, I think that's an easy thing to forget because then all of a sudden the fear or the panic or the anger or the, the upset ego starts getting really loud and that conversation gets really loud and you have to react and you have to attack back or you have to run away. You got to do something. And just that panicking sensation and that overwhelming internal dialogue that occurs can trick us into thinking that we just have to oblige that instinct or oblige that reactionary response, but you don't. It's about taking a step back. It's about detaching from the situation, understanding where you are, and then making a decision to observe, orient, and move forward and take action. And that's why I really like about this, this short little story, or at least this passage from this short story, which is that you, you, you get to see where the wind is blowing. Where is it going? 
What is it catching on? Is it catching on the branches of pride and ego and anger, right? You have that ability to, to okay, what is being, what, what is my problem here? <laughs> something happened to me or something, something, yeah, something is happening to me and I need to take stock of what that actually is. Well, I'm upset. What are you upset about? Well, you know, you said something mean to me. Yeah, but why did, why does that bother you? What about those words is affecting you in this way? Like you really have to take that much of a step back and take stock of the situation in order to understand exactly where you are because you can't move until you figure out where you are. Well, you can move, but then the problem is, is that, well, you don't know where the hell you're moving. You could be moving in completely the wrong direction, which is likely to happen when you're moving blind. At the very least, there's a good chance that you're going to have to make a U-turn at some point to go back to where you were to get back on the path. And that's what we want to avoid. We don't want to have to, we, we want to make the right decision immediately. We don't want to have to wait around and, and make a bunch of mistakes and blow up and lose our cool and whatever outburst can occur. And this process is, is not at all about feeling less emotion, displacing, repressing, running away from delusion, <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you want to use to describe that, <laughs> that process. It's about being as completely honest and aware about the emotion as you can be, and then having the discipline to make steps towards the, the, the place that you want to go. You're, you're continuing to move towards your objective. And the point is to destroy those barriers by moving through them, around them, under them, whatever you have to do, but you're moving forward. And this can be a bit of a challenge because I don't think the, the general narrative is one that discusses that about the fact that, no, 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 let those emotions in. Absolutely. Let them in, understand what's going on, but then you get to decide on how you react. You, you don't have to choose that reflex to just hit back or run away, wh whatever your predisposition is, uh, depending on the context. And just going to jump in really quick here to the sacred tree, uh, just to talk a little bit about that. Our feelings such as anger, fear, or love do not happen to us like a rock dropped on our heads. The popular phrase falling in love shows that many people believe that love happens to them. Yet wise teachers and elders know that feelings can be realized and controlled by an act of our will. Indeed, feelings can be refined, evaluated, and developed. On the other hand, to hold in feelings of hurt or anger without being able to release them can be extremely damaging to our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. For until feelings of anger, resentment, and hurt that the people have taken inside of them can be released and understood, these feelings will continue to block the intelligence and chill the capacities for genuine love and warmth of many human beings. And this also goes on to say that the uh, practical value of this is that when you are able to set aside the feelings of anger, hurt, or grief, uh, we will also be able to appropriately release our own feelings that prevent us from being a clear thinking and effective human being. So again, 
This isn't about repressing, displacing, denying your emotions. It's about going completely the other way, being totally honest with them and understanding what is actually going on and letting them in so that you have all the information that you need to make a decision on how to move forward in the best way, how to channel that energy. And then this uh, section of the book ends with a, a portion talking about the red willow tree that I just figured was kind of a good one considering we're talking about letting the wind blow through you. So uh, the red willow is both the strongest and most flexible in the forest. It can survive flood, fire, severe winter, and drought. Always it yields to the forces that would destroy the other trees, but, it, but always it springs back. And then it goes on to say as well that I think it's kind of interesting. The lesson of our sister, the willow, may always be remembered by the beautiful music of the whistles and flute that we make from her branches. And I could talk about that last sentence uh, going down a little bit of a different path, um, which is quite interesting, but we won't do that for today. I figured I'd just throw that out there. But I like that idea of it always it yields to forces. It doesn't force it. It doesn't try to go against it. It yields to it. It takes awareness of it and then springs back. And I just like that image. I think it's a good, I think it's a good one, especially when you talk about the trees and that element. But so next episode is going to be talking about, well, the name of the episode is convert energy or pardon me, convert emotion into energy. And I'm going to get really fired up in that one. I'm, I'm going to get really pumped. It's going to be good. There's going to be so many F-bombs in that one. So just, <laughs> I'll give the warning on Monday. But yeah, just be aware of that because uh, I'm going to get real excited. It's going to be fun. So yes, this idea of, of letting the wind blow through you. That's what you want to remember when you're under stress. When you feel that you're being derailed somehow, when you feel that you're getting shaken up, that's a sign that you have to take a moment, take a breath. And I would also say, be aware of your body. Literally take a step back, lift your chin, roll your shoulders back, take a deep breath, slowly look around, you know, scan the environment. Don't be beady eyed, you know, just take a slow and deliberate view of your situation understand it, understand what emotion is afflicting you, or in which it might be multiple. Is your ego being affected? Usually the answer is yes. <laughs> so it's usually a good giveaway. When in doubt, the ego is, is messing with you. And then make a call and move forward. And remember that in performance, when it comes to competing, you want to be sure that you're always aware of that. You're always, you, you have your faculties with you to move with the wind. And I think that's probably a good place to stop for today. So we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Friday is a guest episode coming up. And Monday, back at it with the training series. See you later. <laughs>